G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You may be the only Christian that some people will ever know. And you are a representative of Christ. It's been said, Christians are walking epistles written by God and read by men. You may be the only Bible some people ever read. If some people evaluate the Lord by what they see in your life, is that a good thing? Pastor Greg Laurie has a word of encouragement. You make your stand for what is right. And trust me, God will bless you for that. The power of one. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Every now and then, some company will have a serious customer service debacle and it spreads like wildfire over social media. Now, have you ever wondered what the company's CEO thinks about the way his organisation is characterised? Spiritually speaking, we're representing God every day. How's that going for you? Today, on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie returns to his World Changers series as we consider a fine example of leadership set for us by the world changer named Moses. going to be looking today at one passage of scripture, Exodus chapter 32. So turn there with me if you would. Exodus 32, a final look at the life of Moses. And the title of my message is, The Power of One. One Christian making a stand in a given situation can change everything around them. I once heard it said, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. And what I can do, I ought to do. And what I ought to do, by the grace of God, I will do. How many of you have heard of Sammy Mason? Raise your hand, Sammy Mason. Almost no one. Well, okay, Sammy Mason was a stunt pilot and a committed follower of Jesus Christ. And he would teach people to fly out at the Santa Paula airport. One day a man came to him and said he wanted to learn to fly. This man had bought an antique Stearman biplane. And it turns out that this man's name was Steve McQueen. And at that point, Steve McQueen was the number one movie star in the world. And it also turns out that Steve had been searching for his entire life for the meaning and purpose of life. He was raised by an alcoholic mother that had little to no time for him. Uh, He also never knew his biological father. Uh, He spent time at the Chino uh, Boys Republic uh, because his mother wanted nothing to do with him. He lived a crazy life. He ascended to the top of the hill in the world of Hollywood and was making millions of dollars and had everything a person could want, but there was a big hole in his heart. And it just came at the time when he wanted to learn how to fly, so he spent hours in the cockpit with Sammy Mason. Sammy Mason was a man's man, kind of a salt of the earth guy, and Steve admired him. 
And uh, Steve asked Sammy, what is your secret? You're different. You seem to have peace. And Sammy told Steve about his faith in Jesus Christ. And Sammy's faith was so strong, Steve actually asked, can I go to church with you? Found that interesting. Not that Sammy invited him, but Steve said, can I go to church with you? Sammy agreed. They ended up at the Ventura Missionary Church in Ventura, California. And the pastor there, uh, Leonard DeWitt, who I've met and interviewed, spoke and preached the gospel. And at the end of his services, he would invite people to Christ, just like we do. And after a few weeks had passed, he heard that McQueen was coming to his church. And he just told the people, leave him alone. Don't bother him. Don't ask for autographs. McQueen came and said, I want to talk with you. And they had an extended conversation, which resulted in Steve McQueen committing his life to Jesus Christ. Okay, so the power of one. We all have a part to play. We all have something to do. We all have a sphere of influence. So we want to do what we can do while we can do it. Because you may be the only Christian that some people will ever know. You're the only one. And you are a representative of Christ. It's been said Christians are walking epistles written by God and read by men. You may be the only Bible some people ever read. And so I want to look now at the power of one. One man who impacted millions of people. One man who through his godly life of integrity kept two and a half million from turning to idolatry. I'm talking about Moses, the man of God. And you know what? When Moses, the man of God, left the scene, literally all hell broke loose. Exodus 32, 1. They're waiting on Moses. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said. Make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. Interesting. Instead of recognizing it was the Lord through Moses who had led them out of Egypt, they thought it was Moses himself. And as soon as Moses was gone, they were looking for something to take his place. In effect, they're saying, look, we, we need something we can touch. I mean, Moses was a guy, we could grab him by the arm, we could voice our complaints to him. We could pat him on the back, but he's not here. So we need some tangible thing. We cannot relate to an invisible God. We need an object. We need a thing. We need something that we can look to to help us. And that's where the golden calf comes in. Now we can be critical of Moses, but really we should not because it was his integrity and influence that kept them from doing this. In fact, Moses, the man of God, should be commended emulated and followed. He demonstrates the power of one. How did he do it? He was a man of personal integrity. Billionaire Warren Buffett, when he's looking for people to hire, looks for three qualities. Number one, integrity. Number two, intelligence. And third, energy. He says, but if they don't have the first one, the other two will kill you. I mean, you can have energy, you can have intelligence, but if you don't have integrity, you don't have really much at all. And Moses had integrity. He was Moses, the man of God. And when he's out of the picture, look what happens. You know what? Aaron just did a bad job. And how did Aaron even get in this position? Because Moses wanted him there. When God came to Moses and said, I want you to go to the Pharaoh and demand the release of my people, Moses was like, no way, Lord. I, I'm not a good speaker. I have a, I have a speech, speech, speech impediment. 
I don't want to do this, Lord. I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal, Moses said to God. Let me bring Aaron with me. He is smooth. He is articulate. He has the gift of gap. He can do all the talking. The Lord said, all right. So he agreed, but this was not God's real plan. And now when Aaron's left in charge, he was like the worst babysitter ever. It's great to have you with us today. New beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And we're working our way through a series at the moment of world changes. We're hearing insight from the life of Moses, the man of personal integrity. The message is called The Power of One. Here's Moses up on the mountain and he's getting ready to return. And this is what he sees. Exodus 32, verse 21. Moses comes down and demands, what did these people do to make you bring such terrible sin upon them? Hey, don't be so upset, Aaron says. You know how evil these people are. They said, make us gods who will lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us from the land of Egypt. So I said, whoever has gold jewelry, take it off. And they brought it to me and I threw it into the fire and out came this calf. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. What a lie. He was the one that says, you bring your gold. He was the one that melted it. He was the one that made it into the shape of a calf. And he was the one that said, here is your God, Israel, worship it. You say, well, I don't care. Why are they worshiping a golden calf? Because they came from Egypt. And Egypt was like idol central, right? So they had all these images that they worshiped. And they were used to this sort of thing. And so they reverted back to this and really... Aaron also shows the power of one. But he shows the power of a bad example. See, one man living a godly life had a great influence. One man living a compromised life had a horrible influence. First he lies. He says, well, we threw it into the fire and out came this calf. What does he think Moses is a complete idiot? That's not even a good excuse. It was George Washington who said, quote, it's better to offer no excuse than a bad one. Aaron initiated it. He was responsible. And that's the second thing. He didn't take responsibility for his actions. It was his watch and he helped the people with this idolatry. He should have stopped them cold and refused. And to make matters worse, he wrapped it in religious jargon to do away with the guilt. Look at verse five of Exodus 32. He made a proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. Wait a second. A feast to the Lord. You're gonna worship an idol and you're calling it a feast to the Lord? And then we read in verse six, they rose early, offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. They sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. You see, what a contrast Moses and Aaron are. Moses sets an example that the people can follow. Aaron sets a bad example. Moses is known for his decisiveness, conviction, and doing what is right. Aaron is known for his indecisiveness, his weak will, and wanting to fit in. You see, he didn't want to offend anyone. And sometimes we're afraid to make a stand because we don't want to offend. Well, you know, I'm not gonna stand up for that. And you just kind of go along with the program. Don't do that. Make a stand. Do what is right, not what is easy. And sometimes when you do what is right, it's very hard. 
It's been said, quote, a good leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but when they get there, they're glad they went. I like that statement. A leader takes people where they don't necessarily want to go, but when they get there, they're glad they went. A leader does what is right. A man or a woman of integrity does the right thing if someone is watching or not. See, when Aaron was with Moses, he was godly, in quotes. When he wasn't with Moses, he was pretty ungodly. And he gave in and led them in this sin. Sometimes we're the same way. You know, when we're around strong believers, we're strong, kind of. And the moment we get away from them, we just crumble. We just collapse. We just give in. Hey, find strong believers to be around. And in time, you need to be that strong believer. You need to be that person in a group of people that says, I don't agree with that because the Bible says. Or no, I'm not gonna go along with that. Or this is not the right thing. You make your stand for what is right. And trust me, God will bless you for that. The power of one. I am only one. But I can do something. And what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do that. So do what you can do. I mentioned Sammy Mason earlier. And he played a key role in the conversion of Steve McQueen. I don't think Steve would have ever heard Pastor Leonard DeWitt if he didn't find a man he could connect to. A man that just lived it. A man that Steve admired. And uh, that led him to hear the gospel and commit his life to Jesus Christ. Look, there is nothing this world offers that can fill a hole in your heart, in your life, that was designed to be filled by God and God alone. You were sort of pre-wired this way. And this is why everything we're looking for is found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And Jesus came to this earth. He died on the cross for our sin. He rose again from the dead. Now he stands at the door of each of our lives and he knocks and says, if we'll hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. And I wonder today as we close this service if you've ever asked Jesus to come into your life. Uh, you know, maybe you're here because you came with your wife or your husband or your parents or somebody else. You don't even really want to be here that much, but you're here. And here's what I'm saying. Are you ready to really come into a relationship with God? You can't live off someone else's relationship with God. God has no grandchildren, only sons and daughters. And the way you become a child of God is by believing. The Bible says, for as many as received Him, he gave them the power to become sons of God. You have to receive Him. You have to ask Him to come into your life. You need your own relationship with God and you can have it today. And He will never let you down. He will never disappoint you. He will never abandon you. He will never leave you or forsake you. He will be there for you to help you find the meaning and purpose in life you've been searching for. And best of all, give you the absolute assurance of an afterlife in heaven. And all you need to do is pray and say, God, I'm sorry for my sin. I want Christ to come into my life. Or for some of you, maybe that have fallen away. You need to come back to the Lord. He will receive you, but you must return to Him. God says, return to me, you backsliding children, and I will heal you. In a moment we're gonna pray and I'm gonna extend an invitation for you to ask Christ to come into your life or for you to Make a recommitment to Jesus. Let's all bow our heads. Father, thank you for your word to us. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for us than to rise again from the dead. And Lord Jesus, we pray that your Holy Spirit now will work 
here in this place in hearts of people and that they'll see their need for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. And if you've come to realize today that you need to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, well, today is a great day to do that. And Pastor Greg would like to help you right now. You know, I I receive so many letters from people from every walk of life, from successful businessmen to those who are incarcerated, to mothers struggling as they're trying to raise their children, to young boys and girls writing and saying they've made a commitment or a recommitment to Jesus, and maybe you need to make that commitment to Him right now. Let me lead you in a word of prayer. Yes, you can meet God right now, and I would just ask you to pray this prayer out loud after me, and this is where you are asking Christ to come into your life. Pray with me now, if you would. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've broken your commandments, and I've fallen short of your standards but I thank you that you have loved me and you have called me to yourself. So I turn from my sin right now and I choose to believe in and follow you. Be my Savior, be my Lord, and be my God from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and loving me and accepting me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey, let me just say, God bless you. You've made the right decision, and welcome to the family of God. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And if you've prayed that prayer, we'd love to help you by sending something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll help you get started living as a Christian. We'll send it out to you free of any charge if you've prayed for the very first time today to receive Christ. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on one 800 00 Well, join us tomorrow as Pastor Greg continues his World Changes series. We'll be considering the story of Jericho and how the Lord worked through a leader named Joshua. Be sure to join us same time tomorrow. If you'd like a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, it is available from Vision Christian Store. Search The Power of One at visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.